When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Where are you, Auburn family, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn Miz basketball analysis and discussion on the E2C Network. One of my favorite W's to talk about, we've got to talk about today, when this was, this is, this is a big one. It means so much, not only to this team, but to this fan base right now. And I know every one of us listening to this podcast and the guy joining me today completely agrees. Um, we are we are happy to talk about Auburn picks up their, let me see, they are, we are what, 15 and one now. Yes, sir. The Auburn Tigers approved to 4-0 in the SEC, the second road victory in the Southeastern Conference as they go to Coleman Coliseum and defeat the University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa by 481-77. And to do that, to talk all about this amazing, amazing game, I brought in my dad. Dad, glad you are feeling better and glad you are ready to talk about this one. <laughs> Glad I'm feeling better too. COVID has struck our house. No. Glad you're out of it and back down in Auburn because uh, you don't want to deal with that right now. But uh, I, I know I raised you right because you said University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa. It's yep. UAT and will always be UAT and will forever be UAT. So let's let's talk a little bit about the little brother game right here. Um, <laughs> uh, look, the the relation to the Iron Bowl to this game right here, maybe a little bit bigger than you think. I think the ability for Auburn to, I mean, we're talking, just talk about this game in a whole, the ability to Auburn to withstand an Alabama comeback like this mm. on the road is something that this football team couldn't even do in Jordan Hare. So I, uh, you're seeing how uh, we'll, we'll get into all of this, you know, we'll talk about stats. We'll talk about, you know, flow of the game and stuff, but this, this is a huge win is obviously it's a rivalry game. We'll, we'll see them again in Auburn and maybe in the SEC tournament again. Yeah. We don't know how many times we'll see them, but I, that, that is a really good Alabama basketball team. If they put a few things together, they could really be good. You know, they struggled. They've struggled this year with free throws. Well, Oh my nah. gosh! They go twenty four twenty nine. Okay, they they have struggled with uh, foul trouble with their big man. Oh my gosh! Walker Kessler fouls out of the game basically immediately and hardly plays. So everything possible went Alabama's way. And I'm not just talking about the calls. I'm not just talking about the officiating. I'm talking about every single little thing went Alabama's way for forty minutes in this game. And your Auburn Tigers went on the road by four. It should have won by more. I agree. Yeah, every you're right. Everything went right. And and I know you won't talk about the officiating, but I will. Uh, it is my goal, express goal now on Twitter, to get banned by at SEC officiating, and I'm going to accomplish that before the year's over if they keep doing this. Walker Kessler fouled out by committing two fouls. The the uh, 
pump fake where they got him up in the air in the third third quarter in the beginning of the second half was a foul. Uh, he jumped, hit the guy. It's a foul. Uh, the and then the charge. <laughs> it was fun to watch him run over J.D. Davidson, but but it was a foul. Other than that, none of the other three were fouls, and it's ridiculous that that we have such piss poor officiating in this conference when we're the best conference in the country. Okay. Now I've gotten off my soapbox. What a great game. What a fun game to, uh, to hear Auburn people loudly through the TV Mm -hmm. in Coleman Coliseum, that airport hangar, horrible, awful building that that place is. And to hear our people there, if you made it down there, great job. Great job. Yeah, standing ovation to to the jungle and and all the people that made the trip from wherever you are, wherever wherever you reside, to Tuscaloosa last night. I mean, that was that's a that's a big deal, especially when you've got a game like that, a top twenty five matchup with the, these two schools. You get games like that where you're going to get home advantages that are just through this world, and we saw that with Jordan Hare. In November, and you've seen that with Bryant Denny Stadium, you've seen that with Auburn Arena, you've seen that sure. with Coleman, and then but to impact that and affect that so much by getting fans there, that's big. That's big. Yeah, and somebody said, uh, looks like Bruce Pearl's broken Alabama too, because their game against LSU this weekend, you can get tickets for six dollars. Yeah. To go to Chelsea High School basketball game at seven dollars plus uh, fees, yeah. so it's it costs less to go to Alabama versus LSU in Coleman Coliseum this weekend. Yeah. Great job, Bruce Pearl. You yeah, broke no another kidding. one. No broke kidding. Tennessee not, broke North Carolina. Broke just just to add on to that, you you compare those prices with the lower level seats for the Auburn Kentucky game next Saturday <laughs> at about or about eleven hundred twelve hundred dollars a pop right now. Yeah. Yeah, you you won't get in the building for less than four or five hundred next Saturday against Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got some good. I think the schedule's really starting to come come together in Auburn's favor right now. Let's talk a little bit more about this game. You know, this is a prime example of not a fantastic shooting night for Auburn. You know, you you you've seen struggles from the three. You saw that stretch, especially in the first half, where nobody could hit a three. You saw struggles mm-hmm. from the free throw line with Jabari missing oh. four free throws and uh, KD missing four free throws. But you also saw – I think you saw the makings of the best team in the country. I do too. Uh, uh, Jimmy Dykes called the game, and and he he firmly believed that as he was calling it. Um, uh, our big man gets gets whistled for fouls that don't exist, and – we just sub in another big man who not only provides energy, but he provides six points and uh, what four block shots on the yeah, day, six boards, uh, six boards. I mean, uh, it, it's plug and play right now and yeah. they're starting to come together. Um, it's like you said, though, when we, when we were cold from outside, I was a little concerned because we kept jacking it from mm-hmm. outside. Flanagan took a shot <laughs> the first half that, he was he was at the timeline we hadn't made a shot from outside of the lane the whole game yeah and he pulled up from the timeline and I was like what are we it seemed like every time we went inside whether it was driving it or passing it something good happened so uh I think we figured that out though and and uh and did all right yeah I I completely agree you also see I mean 
if you talk about the studio struggles for Auburn, you also have to talk about the studio, the shooting struggles from Alabama. Both, both these teams hit seven threes on the game. You know, Alabama shooting 23%, Auburn's 27 from three. Uh, Auburn shooting 10% better on, from the floor. They're going 45% to Alabama's 35%, but Alabama shooting way more and way more efficient from the free throw line. You know, something that's been uh, very uncharacteristic of Alabama recently, but uh, not 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 tonight. They shoot 83% from the free throw line to Auburn's 64%. They get, I look at the team stats and they're, they're really even in almost everything. You know, Auburn has a little bit of an advantage in points in the paint. I think that, that comes naturally, especially, you know, with guys like Jabari and, you know, Cardwell having big games. But um, it's pretty, pretty even. Um, it really was a close game, you know, when Wendell went on that stretch. Let's talk about Wendell Green for just a second. Look, a lot of people are going to say he had a fantastic game. He had 19 points. He had four assists and three rebounds. He had, he had those two free throws towards the end of the game. I had – he, he did, and there were stretches in this game where he looked like Jared Harper. You know, we've compared him to Jared all season long, mm-hmm. and when, but Wendell also struggled a bit shooting. Um, but you, you saw, like, Katie Johnson, you know, I think he had a fantastic game, but Katie struggled shooting a bit, and Katie kept shooting. But he mm-hmm. had 13 points, eight rebounds, three assists, three steals. Yeah, and, it, it, with, with Wendell, Wendell is a volume shooter meaning he needs to take a bunch of shots. That's who he is. Um, and, and But what I was impressed with with Wendell last night is, yes, he missed some shots. He's going to miss some shots because he's going to take shots that are 40 feet, and he'll make most of them. But, but what he did last night was he ended up with zero, zero turnover against what most people consider the best group of guards, at least in the SEC, if not close to the top level of guards in the country. And he did not turn the ball over once. Uh, When he plays as fast as he does and does as much stuff as he can do with the ball, uh, to not turn it over once, that's a big game for me. Uh, Yes, he's going to miss some shots, but uh, he's also going to, He's also going to split a double team that I don't know how he he got through the double team, much less brought the ball between his legs through the double team and then faked the pass to the corner and laid it up. That was a that's an NBA. That's an NBA move. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he's he's special. Yeah. And well, well, that's a great segue into let, let's talk about the uh, the NBA player on the on the court. And I, if tonight was or if this game wasn't the perfect example for anybody in the country to know that he is the best player in college basketball, Jabari Smith is the best player in college basketball, and he proves it again. Number uh, one. Eight for 14 from the field, three for six from three, 25 points was a season high. He also had seven rebounds and four blocks. Had to step up big, when, especially when Kessler was in foul trouble, and he really, really did quieting that Alabama crowd and student section and uh, mocking the Crimson Cray in the whole, the whole way after. All right, so we're going to get to the crane. Jabari came out, and it was obvious that he he said, I'm going to get to my spots, mm-hmm. and I'm going to knock down shots when I get to those spots, and there's really nothing Alabama can do about it. And re-watching the game this afternoon for a little bit, uh, I like to watch the faces in the crowd 
of some of the people in the crowd, not the students, because they don't know what they're talking about. Um, mostly the adults in the crowd. And when Jabari, he he got it mid-post, it was later in the game, he turned quick, squared his shoulders, fell away, and hit a fall-away jumper with a hand in his face. Three or four guys in the crowd behind that just put their hand in their head, their head in their hands, like, I can't believe, there's nothing you can do to stop him. There's nothing you can do to stop him when he wants to score like that. He's the best player in the country. Uh, Dick Vitale even uh, tweeted out, uh, in case you're wondering, uh, he's a consensus number one pick, no matter what. And what he did was uh, he showed leadership. He he shows fire, toughness. Uh, he came out before the game to warm up, and they're all booing him. He walks in, they throw him a ball. He walks in, takes two dribbles, and drills a shot, drills his first shot as the crowd's booing him when he walks out for warm-ups. He's got it, man. He's He's stone cold killer. He is stone cold. Yep. He really is. Excited. And we'll keep saying this as much as we possibly need to. Enjoy him while he is here because he will be a a top two pick in the draft. I believe he'll be first. I don't. I don't see why an NBA team would pass up on him no matter who else is in the draft. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an e2c network booster exclusive communications and bonus content that is available nowhere else if you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one please head on over to patreon.com slash e2c network to join the e2c network booster club you can also get there by going to our website e2c network.com slash support whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. You know, if, you, if you're if you an NBA team and you're deciding between him and Manchero or him and what's the kid's Holmgren. name? At, yeah, Holmgren. Uh, if you're looking for a tall, skinny guy, and you compare him and Holmgren, compare what he did to Alabama to what Holmgren did to Alabama. Yeah. Alabama knocked Holmgren down every time he came down the floor. They bullied him. And they tried to with Jabari, and they were like, Jabari oh, hell, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, and Jabari a, was not having it. He got, a, he got a shot blocked as he was falling down in the first half. And, uh, <laughs> and apparently, I didn't see it. They didn't show it on TV, but several of the people that were there said one of the walk-ons for the Alabama team wagged his finger in Jabari's face and if I'm one of the assistant coaches I may have grabbed that young man by the hair and pulled him back it's like you don't 
you don't tug on Superman's cape, man. Yeah. You don't do that to Michael Jordan and you don't do that to Jabari Smith. And I'm not saying he's Michael Jordan, but he's got a little fire in him that says, you want to wag your finger in my face? I'm going to drop 25 this game yeah. and we're going to win. And they did. And he did. Yeah. And he did it in fantastic fashion to prove that he's the best player. He should be the number one pick. And uh, that this team is, will climb up as much in the, in the rankings as they can. You know, we, I've talked so many times about don't wa- don't listen to the AP poll, don't listen to the coaches poll, don't listen to none of that because that really doesn't matter and it really doesn't. But and something that does matter did come out. Joe Lenardi's um, uh, this was before the Alabama game that it came out. The bracketology came out, and Auburn was the third overall seed as a one seed in the in the tournament. And right now, I bet we would be the first or second overall seed right now after Baylor losing. I think I heard that we were second in his this morning bracketology. But if you go to you go to Ole Miss this weekend and win, and I would not be at all surprised to be number one in the AP poll Monday morning. Yeah, that would be something. Talking about completely changing the program. Remember, you can't do this with Under Armour, ain't that right, no. Tony? <laughs> Tony Barbie. <laughs> uh, well, he can't. He couldn't do it because he couldn't find any Under Armour athletes on the golf course. Yeah, around Auburn, he looked. But he couldn't find them. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's talk about the Crimson Crane for just a second. You know, we yeah. <laughs> look, look when when Mechie did it after the two point conversion to win the game for Alabama. I was like, man, I know that's his thing. I know like he's been doing that all year. And they're the wide the wide receiver group, Jameis Williams and mm-hmm. Bryce Young. You know, you know, rip rip Alabama season. You know, with Georgia winning it, but. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> when they did it, I was like, man, it's sure going to be funny when, when Jabari Smith does that same thing <laughs> when we go to Tuscaloosa. I, and I remember thinking it. I remember going, well, I know they're going to do it just because that's the nature of this rivalry. That's the nature of these two schools. That's the nature of the basketball state that we're in right now. With these two really good programs, both on the rise. I think both of these teams are not, both of these programs are not at their peak yet. I think both of them are rising. And I think you also got a few smaller schools rising up um, in, in the state of Alabama, like UAB, Troy, South Alabama, those kind of schools. They're, they're on the rise as well. So this state is getting better and better. But the nature of that and when the buzzer sounded immediately, Cardwell, Crimson Crane, Katie Johnson, Crimson Crane, and Jabari, Crimson Crane, with their long, long arms and long legs. And I about cried laughing because you know all the Bama fans were like, oh, rent free. Oh, rent free. Oh, didn't y'all lose the Birmingham Bowl to Houston? Oh, oh, that is well in the past. And I think, uh, I think one of the funniest things I saw on Twitter about it, because there was a lot, again, Twitter army army of bots whatever we are uh the uh some lady and i don't know her name or who she is she's obviously an alabama fan but uh she said made some comment to uh, to the fact that uh those kids doing that for auburn just shows what a classless guy bruce pearl is what? and she said it during the height of the bot attack on Alabama from Auburn. So they found her and, and, and I mean, 
led into her pretty good at the the offensive lineman that went to Hoover High School and TikToked himself. Yeah. They were posting that and saying, does this guy belong to you? <laughs> and, you know, Alan Flanagan said uh, after the after the Iron Bowl game, a bunch of those players, football players came and stood right in front of the basketball team in the student section and did it. Mm-hmm. And he said, so we said right then we're we're doing it. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, th- so the the lady actually uh, took down her Twitter account um, after about. I think the last time I checked, there were about six or 700 responses to this oh random lady who Probably thought it may be a good idea. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure she doesn't have more than 30 or 40. And most of them are probably PTA moms. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to say something, wait till today when yeah. the storms kind of calm down, when the bees nest isn't riled up. But she stuck her tongue, her toenail right down into the bees nest and said, Bruce Pearl's classless because these kids are doing that. Yeah. And it was all on. Yeah. And look, it was hilarious. I I I thought we may see it if we won, but I didn't know we'd see it like before the ball the stopped bouncing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh KD and and um uh, uh what's his name? Um Tabari. No, who's the other one? Dylan. Dylan and KD were the first two to light in like before the, before the ball stopped bouncing, the the horn had just barely blown and they were doing it. And then Jabari did it. And then uh, I'm sure people have seen the picture from the locker room of the whole team doing it. Oh yeah. Which is awesome. Well, let me me say other, there was KD did an Instagram live that after they're getting, you know, dressed to get ready to go back on the plane. They flew back because classes started today for Auburn University. And so they were getting ready to, you know, leave. And he started Instagram Live, but they were still in the locker room. And uh, Zacoby McLean was in that live saying, that away, boys, that away to get them back for that. And KD remarked to Zacoby, we've got you, Zacoby. They're not going to do that ninja stuff anymore. So. Uh, and what's going to be funny is is it's not like we've got to go there again. They're coming to the jungle February first. Yeah, you know it will be packed. Yeah, and you know the student section will be, we'll be doing it the all about time. the crane. Yeah, all about and and we ought, we better be ready to pound them in in that in that building yeah. in that game because that's that's what's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, yeah that was hilariously funny. Um, it was one of those things where we were up 14 and I'm feeling good and kind of relaxing. And then they went on a 14 0 run and I was like, "Uh, we're going to lose. Yeah. We're going to lose. And you notice that uh, Bruce Pearl did not call a timeout in that run. Uh, You and I followed uh, Roy Williams at uh, North Carolina for years. Another guy, I'd rather my players figure it out because they'll grow from it. Yeah, uh, I think we grew up. Alan Flanagan said we became a more mature team tonight, and they did. Because uh, Jabari said after that, after that run, when he committed the charge to go to the under four timeout in a tie game, he said they went over to the to the huddle. Nobody's yelling and screaming. Everybody's calm. Everybody just said we just need to pick our energy up on defense and play. 
Yeah. And they did. They won. They won. So yeah. fun. So fun this to beat is Alabama in any This is a big one. Yeah. No, no question. So this this is a big one. And we'll be excited to you know move on and uh keep going. You know, the Auburn Tigers are back in action on Saturday, January 15th at 7:30 in the pavilion in Oxford against Old Miss. This Old Miss team has been a very up and down team. They've got a they're extremely talented. I, I, I thought of them as one of the upper tier SEC teams before the season started. And then you see kind of some weird wins and weird losses and weird games that they've played. And they've had a weird schedule out of them by A&M last night. That's right. That's right. Texas A&M beat the crap out of them. So I I don't know what to expect from this Ole Miss team. They got Jaheim Brakefield, the former five-star from Duke. They're extremely well coached. That place has been a, a dog fight to go to every year that Auburn has gone there. So it'll be interesting. It'll be a fun game. I'm excited to get these guys back in action and we'll be back to discuss it. Hopefully the weekend, maybe early next week before Georgia next week at home. And then, <laughs> and then Kentucky the next week. It does and set up. Next the schedule Saturday. sets up really well because it's it uh, uh, the, the tickets at Oxford are like $20 to go see that game. Yeah. Make uh, the trip. It's cheaper by the way, to buy gas and a ticket and a nice meal while you're in Oxford uh, than it is to go see Auburn play in Auburn. Yeah. Uh, It's cheaper. Uh, So folks go and be loud like the guys were in, uh, in uh, Tuscaloosa this week, this week and, uh, and cheer them on and, and hopefully we can pull it out. What, what's the kid's name that was there for 20 years? I don't know. Oh man, because he, he's a little point guard that drove us. He's not crazy, there anymore. Yep. By the way, um, Schuler, Schuler's not there anymore. Yep. Thank yep. goodness. Thank <laughs> goodness. So I don't know what to expect from this Ole Miss team. We will see them on Saturday night. I'm excited for that one. And uh, who's the player of the ahead. game? Ooh, Jabari Smith. He's really showed. He really showed why he is the best player in the country. His stone cold killer mentality. And his that mentality will be loved by NBA teams. It will be loved by the national perspective of college basketball from now on. So uh, Jabari Smith. I look. I, I usually try to do one different, but I don't think there is. It's it's it would be stupid to pick somebody different. He was the best player on the court. He was the best player that played last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some good teams, and Baylor got beat. That's fun, but. Uh, uh, he was the best player on TV last night. Yeah. And you could probably say that about some of the NBA games that were going on last night too. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I wouldn't pick against Jabari Smith on that at all. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get out of here. We'll wrap this up. We'll be back to discuss the Auburn Ole Miss game soon. And you can say where they can find you on Twitter, where they can get all this at SEC officiating action. I'm trying to get banned. Uh, I am CTO, I-A-M-C-T-O. I was a little frustrated with SEC officiating last night during the early part of that game and and, uh, sent some mildly amusing tweets towards them asking for their comments. They don't comment. No, they don't. uh, They won't comment. But but I think the officials should be asked to come to a press conference just like the kids are asked when they make a mistake. Mm. They've got to go stand in front of a bunch of reporters. I think some officials should have to stand in front of a bunch of reporters because it's, I think it's that's terrible. a fantastic idea. You can find me on Twitter at Gray Oldenburg, on Instagram at Gray O21. And until next and time. And what about the network? Oh, or you can find 
it, uh, all the stuff that the E2C Network does. Best way to find them is either on YouTube or the E2C Network or on uh, Twitter at E2C underscore network. So uh, until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.